What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast, episode number 65. My name is Josh Toll. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Brett Roberts. Hello, Brett. How are you? What's going on, Josh? What's up, everybody? How's it hanging? Nothing's hanging. How you feeling? Okay. You all right? Yeah. Just a little tired, you know? Any updates on the family, uh, the Ukrainian family? Not really. No. No. Poland. Yeah, that's about it. But it's okay. I'll be fine once I drink. Yeah, that's some good sounding little little bottle you got there. A little ASMR. Yeah, wait, turn. H bot, turn the music off. Hear this? We're on ASMR channel now. Did you drink it all? No. Just a little bit. I got some in there. Okay. So, what's up? Dude, nothing. The same old. The same old? I mean, we have a lot to talk about. A lot of uh, a lot of news this week. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. Not a lot. Yeah, a little bit of a slow week. Could have been bigger, but PlayStation blows, you know? So. Yeah, and you know what, though? I think that we have a lot of good... Uh, we still have a lot of good discussion topics here and a lot of things that we could talk about besides... Uh, gaming news as well so. yeah so i want to start it right off the bat you broke it to me you let me know that it was happening and that is today is mario day <laughs> so happy mario day you happy also mario day. you also inform me it's because it's march 10th yeah it's uh you know m-a-r-1-0 mario so yeah so in our little thing up here. Yeah, never mind. I can't fix it. Anyway, I was going to separate the Mar and make the EO um, uh, one and zero, but I don't feel like it. So understood. That's all you get. So happy Mario Day! And for happy Mario, Mario Day, for Mario Day, uh, we got some stuff for you. So we have the Abysmal Chronicles, like Brett mentioned. We have some some abysmal stuff in there. Uh, including, I guess, just a quick recap of the state of play. I don't know if we'll talk about it too much because it was relatively uneventful. A few other cool things in there, too, like, you know, Gotham Knights. and There is a Mario item in there. There's Mario a Day. Mario item in there. There's an Elden Ring item in there. There's an Obi-Wan Kenobi item in there. Um, and then we have, uh, we're obviously talking about Overwatch 2, uh, the beta being announced, and then them uh, decoupling, if you will, PvP from PvE uh, to get the game out. Uh, sooner uh, have some thoughts on that there uh anyway and then indie intel uh covering not one game this week but several hundred games i guess you could that's say. right so stay tuned and a, a good way to support charity and support uh people of ukraine as well yes so uh let's start as we always do brett with our media consumption update yeah why don't we kick it um Instead of one of us taking the lead, why don't we just do a little group discussion here? Because we both, you and I, both watched two Batman films this weekend uh, or last both weekend. Great. Both great. Both own In their own way. Yeah, and the first was to prep ourselves for the second. We watched Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah. So totally nowhere near where <laughs> the other one is, but yeah. So the original, or you know, whatever the that Batman and Robin movie. Um, which was Joel Schumacher, right? Yeah. One of the two that he did. Um, and I got, I'm here to tell you, my man, that movie is a fucking, a lot of fun, dude. <laughs> that movie gets a really bad rap, but my man, it is so entertaining. That movie slaps. <laughs> it, it's so good, man. It's so good. It has like a one something on Letterbox. I don't know what people are watching, but if you don't if you don't watch that movie and you're like, damn, that was a good time, then you must hate movies and humanity because that movie's slaps. Yeah, that movie's really fun and it's funny and it's ridiculous. And if you the thing is, I think people take it seriously. And okay, that's why you, they say it's bad. You can't do How? That. You How can't... can you take it seriously? How can you look at that film and say Oh, yeah, they were being very serious when they made this. Listen to one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's, like, 40 puns that he makes, dude. Come yeah. on, man. 
also the bat nipples i found out did not originate in that film they actually originated in like two films before that wow uh, so not even their idea well i'm a fan of them and also, of course the goat the bat credit card dude the bat credit card the rubber lips the rubber lips what a good meme yeah. dude yeah there's a lot of good a lot of good things in that movie we mentioned um very theatrical uh, yeah. The set pieces are are very weird and like almost like a stage show. Yeah, it feels like watching like a live stage show, like a ridiculous stage show. Yeah, uh, there was some really bad CGI. There was some really bad practical effects. Um, a lot of like zoom ins on batarangs mm -hmm. and grapple hooks. Like whenever someone will use a grapple hook, it would like zoom in on their grapple hook for some reason and like show the logo. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I had a great time. And then. After we watched that, we went immediately to the theater to see the Batman. Yes, the new one. The new Robert Pattinson Batman film. Yeah, and I'm also what? here to tell you that that movie slaps. Yeah, that movie's really good. I, I had a really good time with that one. Uh, it was literally a detective movie, a buddy cop movie, uh, a superhero movie. But I, I want to emphasize, though, it may be a superhero movie, but I was talking to someone at work, and I said... It would be very strange if they continued this franchise, this is the Batman franchise, and introduced a supervillain that had like a superpower or like if Superman were to appear. It right. would be very strange because this film is so grounded in reality. Right. It is. You're right. And I think that that's fine. If, if they're going to make more in this universe, which by all accounts, they probably are because this movie crushed uh, at the box office. There's spinoff shows already announced. Yeah. If you keep it contained like this and focus on that detective element and like the psychological stuff and you know Batman versus all of these different villains and then they they introduced somebody at the end of the first movie uh, that of course people would be excited about like I think you could make keep it really self-contained and grounded and I mean the the detective elements right are some of the most interesting parts of the movies the detective elements and the the character exploration with different stuff yeah. And, one thing that really stood out to me, um, more than a movie has in a really long time, was the music. Like, this is one of Michael Giacchino's best scores, and this man did The Incredibles and shit. Like, he only did two songs in this as well. Really? Yeah, he only did a couple songs, like two, one or two. Well, but the, it's but that theme slaps. The creation of that theme and how it's used throughout. And I send you a TikTok that speculates that it's uh, that Nirvana. There's a Nirvana song in the movie as well. Right. And there's a TikTok that speculates that he was very much inspired by that TikTok or I'm sorry, that Nirvana song. Yeah. Uh, if you slow that song down and you break it down into its chords. Yeah. That is the Batman theme that he created. So very cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. By the way, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this. Uh, I did watch a little bit of a um, Matt Reeves interview where he talks about the film. Oh, yeah. And he mentions that that character in the jail cell, who is a villain of of uh, Batman, it is who you think it is. Mm -hmm. And he's in there because he's already had his uh, first encounter with Batman mm, good. before. Good. So they've already met. They've already had a history there. Very not good situation. That's so, good. Uh, Which is one of the really refreshing things about this movie, too. So hopefully they'll continue that in the future. Is like they don't retread this mm -hmm. same crap we've seen a thousand times. Not he's crap, only been Batman for two years. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. skip the origin story, right? And he's Batman. It kind of is almost the origin story. They just skip the boring parts. <laughs> they skip the parts that we've seen a thousand times. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool because the, the dynamic there between Batman and this other character is always like you're the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for more, especially if Matt Reeves is involved. Uh, yeah, man. So he knows like he had a vision and he knew what he wanted and he executed on it. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And props to WB for apparently not <clears throat> meddling at all and just allowing him to do whatever he wanted because it paid off. Yeah, there's a uh, Penguin spinoff show coming out, which mm -hmm. him and Colin Farrell are executive producing, which is really cool. Yeah. And then uh, there was a canceled police, Gotham police show, which I would have loved. But that would have been really cool. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. All right. What else? Uh, well, that's all of our overlap. So do you want me to continue my stuff or? Oh, no, there's one more overlap. Uh, Elden Ring. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. Um. I'm at like 40 hours now. Mm -hmm. 
I like it a lot. I'm like almost double that. That's fine. The game's like really fun. 75 hours. Um, again, mostly side content. The only main stuff I've done has been with you, except for one, which I fell into, which apparently you don't actually even have to do. So it's funny thought. Anyway, okay. um, the game <clears throat> slaps. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, performance issues aside that I continue to have. Uh, I think I tweeted out last night. It's like, it's, I, I don't know if there's going to be another game that I'm going to like more this year. I haven't been this engrossed in a game in a long time. This mm -hmm. is a Souls game. I've played every single Souls game. I beat every single Souls game except for Sekiro. Um, I haven't liked any of them as much as I like this. Yeah. And I'm not frustrated with the game, like, at a gameplay point, because it's nice, like we talked about before, if you get stuck on something, you just go do one of a million other things and then come yeah. back later. You know what I mean? So you're yeah. never really stuck which is refreshing. So I've been thinking about something. Last night, I got on at like 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I just did some some quest stuff. Yeah. Uh, there was some quests I was trying to finish and, and whatnot. So I, I, you know, just ran around getting quest items and stuff. I followed a guide and, you know, figured it out. But it, it hit me that one of the coolest parts about Souls games were the quests, the little side quests that they had in the game, because they were few and far between. There weren't many of them. They were they were missable, so if you didn't get it, you'd be locked out of that for that whole playthrough. Uh, and it just it it gave you like a, a sense of I'm doing something right now that not a lot of people have done because the game is so cryptic, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and it just felt good when you would progress part of a quest in a game in a Souls game. You'd be like, damn, that's cool. Like I'm seeing something extra that not a lot of people have seen. That, even though this game is so huge and has so many, that still remains in Elden Ring, and it feels so good when you get an item and you bring it to the person, and then they tell you to go here. Just to see, basically, like, just to see something actually happen and develop besides the main content right, is cool. Is is like, really cool to me. Uh, when you're doing a quest line and, like, you just get invaded by someone that's part of the quest, like, mm -hmm. that's just a cool, really cool moment. Uh, so, yeah, something small, but something that I really appreciate in the Souls games, and I think that they like just took that and multiplied it by 100 for Elden Ring, and it's everywhere. There's so many quest lines that you can get wrapped up into, and yeah. there's no there's no quest log that like, keeps track of all that stuff. So, right. So you I, don't know, I just think track that's cool. of it. Yeah, exactly. I just yeah. think that's cool. And it's it's usually it's I mean it's I mean at least what I've done in Elden Ring so far quest wise, it's always been worth it. Like I finished one last night that gave me the uh, highest level upgrade material for your thing and i was like hell yes dude nice so my my uh, staff is at plus 10 that's cool yeah it's it just is. cool to get some story in in an otherwise cryptic ass game you know yeah so i love it um i i still um, want to play it constantly it's incredible i don't know what else to say about it other than i love it uh and i also have kind of broken the game so that's awesome. Well, why don't we quickly fun. wrap up this podcast then so we could... Uh, okay. Well, that's it, folks. Bye-bye. Now, uh, go ahead. So what uh, What have you been watching? <clears throat> TV. Uh, just, I started How To with John Wilson, um, which... Uh, our friend How far started. are you? Uh, three episodes, I think. Uh, yeah, I only I watched, watched the first two. Yeah, I watched three episodes. Um, really like it. Um, very Nathan for you in the sense of, you know, just how the story is portrayed like presented um very kind of tongue-in-cheek with the main character especially the first episode where he's like I, I don't know man it's a very specific subset of like good vibe humor but also kind of depressing if you think about it too much humor yeah. um and it does it like nathan for you it does it very well obviously nathan fielder executive producer and one of the creators for the show um i like it uh quite quite a bit uh, the scaffolding episode particularly has been my favorite so far. Yeah, that's the last one I watched. It's very good. So yeah, um, but that that's it. So I'll keep watching that. I needed I needed something that was a nice palate cleanser after playing Elden Ring constantly, and uh, not wanting to have a heart attack by keeping to wa keep watching Succession, which I will get back to at some point. But it's too much, it's too much craziness. You know, I need, gotcha. I need to balance out my content consumption. I hear you. Uh, I'm going to keep this quick for me. Uh, 
everything that we already mentioned and then wwe 2k22 actually came out early for pre-orders if you uh pre-ordered it on monday so i've been playing that this week on pc and that game is a lot better than the last one that came out so we'll keep it short and sweet and say that uh, i picked it up on pc that way i could get all the mods sure the cool thing is uh so the reason i never got it on pc is because community creations which is like an online thing where you could download other people's created wrestlers and you'd be able to get like guys from aew in your wwe game right so the cool thing about this is now for the first time ever community creations is cross-platform so Ooh. if you sign up with 2k you can literally get the playstation guys stuff the xbox guys stuff the pc guys stuff so now i can do all that plus i get mods uh, on pc so that's good that's great very good uh and then besides that i've been watching uh I did watch today a hour-long YouTube video oh, yeah. from our boys at Channel 5. We Channel both 5 just News. watched it like right before this, pretty much. Yeah, it was the Trucker Convoy. Uh, what an amazing documentary-style video that was. Uh, very inspiring and uh, hilarious. You know how people uh, talk about Sean <clears throat> Evans from Hot Ones uh, being yeah. like one of the best interviewers to ever live? Yeah, yeah the guys that come town don't agree, but I agree, yeah. Well, he is. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. You can say whatever you want, whether you like him or not. He is an incredible interviewer. Andrew Callahan is an incredible reporter because if you notice, he hardly ever, he never says anything inflammatory. He never like, um, adds like coals to the fire for people. Yeah. He stays in the middle. He stays in the middle. He asks very general questions. He doesn't press people too hard. And really what comes through is just like the human angle on everything that he does whether you agree with what the people say or not which most of the time i think it's evident that he doesn't and that we don't but it's it's just it's very refreshing i don't know what else to say yeah i think that really shines through in in some of the parts where he's talking to the children at the truck the trucker mm-hmm. convoy because he's like asking them questions like so what do you want to do like what, what what's up and the kid's just like i want to go home <laughs> i'm gold and then he's like well what do you think about COVID?" he's like it sucks like as he's holding a sign that says like don't get vaccinated you know what i mean it's just he stays in the middle and i think that that adds to the content because he gets more out of them he makes them believe that and maybe he i don't know his affiliation i believe he's more like us where he's you know more left-leaning but yeah he certainly gets people to say things to him that you wouldn't expect them to say because he kind of stays in that middle you know yeah i mean look he's best friends with what's his name jim bob jay that guy Jim, was ridiculous. Jimmy John, that's been in like 18,000 of his videos. Yeah, dude. He was in this video like 19 times. Yeah, but I... that's that's cool because it's important to see the other side of things. And like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just good, man. He's, he snaps. Yeah, I agree. So, all right. Well, I don't think there's anything else we have to talk about in terms of our media consumption update, Josh. So I'm going to play some tunes while you uh, transition us over to the Abysmal Chronicles. Candy liquor girl. Wow. All right. Hell yeah. That's a great little ditty there from our, our good friend, friend of the show. Rest in peace, Marvin C's. Rest in peace. All right. Well, got a couple of things that are coming out soon, guys. Video game releases. We have WWE 2K22, as I just mentioned, which is coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, comes out tomorrow, March 11th. If you pre-order it, you get it today. Um, pre-order the deluxe edition, I should say. GTA 5 finally launching for PS5 and Xbox Series X March 15th. And I believe it's only like $10 or some shit, right? Yeah, whatever, dude. Like really cheap. Persona 4 Arena Ultimax launches on PC, PS4, Switch, and Steam. Or Steam is PC. PS4, Switch, and uh, PC. March 17th. That game, I'm going to fucking slick off. I'm going to download that uh, first thing Friday and I'm going to. Are you getting on PlayStation? uh yeah okay yeah i'm gonna suck it off real hard uh there's no physical copy unless you get it from uh play asia though which we said mm, yeah import, japanese edition import costs might be going through the roof right now <clears throat> so yeah true so probably not all right let's get into to some news here uh playstation had their state of play yesterday josh we live streamed it state of suck dude Oh, brother, this guy stinks! This guy, right there. It was bad. Uh, So we're going to go over a couple of the reveals, or all of the reveals, briefly, uh, just so we can give our thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
Capcom reveals Exo Primal coming to PS4 and PS5 in 2023. Josh, thumbs up or thumbs down? Down. It looked cool until it wasn't what we thought it was, and then it wasn't really cool. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to give it a mid because we still thought it looked cool when we thought it was Dino Crisis. So, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo gets new trailer ahead of launch later this month. I think I'm sold on this one now. I will wait for reviews, though. A new demo is available today for Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Folks, I'm here to tell you, we don't care. New gameplay shown for PS5 exclusive for Spoken. I think I am getting sold on this one as well. Uh, I, I did not realize it was a PS5 exclusive. I thought it, I thought it was multi-plat, so interesting. Gundam Evolution, Western release confirmed, and a network test is in the works. I'm iffy on this one. I'm going to try it out. See what I think. TMNT, the Cowabunga Collection, announced for 2022. I'm sold on that one. Kaiju Brawler Gigabash, a game that should have been called Kaiju... What did I call it? Kaiju Combat Extreme? Uh, no, it's coming to... it was three C's. Well, two C's and a K. Catastrophic Kaiju Combat? Crazy something? Kaiju Combat or something like that? Way better name than, Gig- than Gigabash. Yeah. Uh, it's coming to PS5 and PS4 this year. Here to tell you, we don't care. JoJo's All-Star Battle R coming this year with 50 playable characters available, a brand new dialogue recording, uh, and all that good stuff. Yeah, I have that game on PS4. It's pretty fun. Uh, new trailer for Black and White Samurai Adventure, Trek to Yomi. Sign me up. Although, like I said, if Ghost of Tsushima didn't come out, it would have been way cooler. But it, I'm still up there. Returnal Ascension campaign co-op update coming later this month. Square Enix announces new strategy RPG called the Diofield Chronicle. Uh, and then finally, the big reveal of the night. Assume you would have to assume uh, Valkyrie Elysium revealed for PS4 and PS5. Ladies and gentlemen, two thumbs down. We don't care, but I did get some information, Josh. So the reason it was kind of a big deal is it's a new entry in Square Enix's Valkyrie Profile series, which hasn't seen a home console entry since 2006's Valkyrie Valkyrie Profile Two: Somiria on the PlayStation Two. It just sounded like you made up a bunch of fucking words. Uh. 2006 is Valkyria Profile 2 Somiri. Samiria? Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's coming out. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope people are excited for it, but I ain't. So. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on then. Uh, All right. Another thing that happened this week. Can you pull this up? What? These images that I uh, am going to be talking about. Is there a way to pull them up? Uh, I have I have Obi behind us right now. I can look while you're speaking. Okay, uh, because we're gonna do a quick breakdown of the trailer for Obi Wan Kenobi, and uh, I just pulled a website that had a couple of screen grabs, and we're gonna kind of I wanted to go through oh, that. Oh, is oh, does this link have them all? Yeah. Oh, then I can certainly pull that up. Okay. I didn't do them all because there was a lot, but uh, and I can't see what you're. You're going to have to figure out what I'm talking about and match it, okay? That's fine. So first off, we see a desolate Tatooine, Josh. Yes. How does that make you feel? You're good. a big Star Wars. You're a bigger Star Wars guy than me, so how do you feel? Makes me feel good. You see him riding on a, a him being Obi-Wan Kenobi, riding on an alien creature. Oh, that's this next one right here. Well, which I, I believe it's from the uh, animated series, the creature as well. Yeah, I them. think they were in later on in episode something else too but yes okay. yes they were in the cartoons uh if you go to the next one we should see young luke skywalker we do uh we see luke as a child for the first time ever he seems to be pretending to fly a ship or maybe even pod race mm-hmm. like his father before him what are your thoughts on seeing a young luke skywalker josh my thoughts are good my thoughts are <laughs> <laughs> i have good thoughts uh it's it's listen this is all this is all good i don't i have more thoughts later on about other things uh obviously we're gonna see young luke i hope we don't really see young luke i hope it's always from kind of obi-wan's perspective like just watching far away over because there's a lot of things you get bogged down with for this show and 
let me tell you right now, I don't give a fuck about young Luke. <laughs> okay? I know that I know how that sounds, but I'm t- here to tell you right now, the show is not called Young Luke. All right? I don't fucking care about him. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, we see an Inquisitor for the first time ever in live-action Star Wars. Yeah, so this got me hype. I, okay. I'm, I'm here to tell you right now, this got me hype. This character is fucking the... Not just this character. This is the Inquisitor, okay, from the cartoons. But then, but there there's... are there are Inquisitors, but this is he, the... He's called the Inquisitor. There are Inquisitors, which are Vader's legion of Force-using Sith, basically. Mm. Well, not really classified as Sith, but force using dark side users that hunt down Jedi, like mm. a, like the Gestapo. They're the, the Jedi Gestapo, essentially, is what gotcha. they are. And they hunt down Jedi. And this dude is fucking not good. I'm telling you that right now. He is not good, but he's also slick. And he is so fucking not good <laughs> in the cartoons. When you watch this show, I know you haven't seen the cartoons yet, I think it's going to blow your mind about how not good he is. So let me ask you this. When you see him in the cartoons, is that before this show or after? Um, Probably before and during, depending okay. on when this takes place. Before and during, and it depends on where the show ends, but I would also assume after, too, but less specifically related to him and more specifically related to the inquisitors as a group of people okay um because he has his own uh, i'll just stop there all right and there's another image and it shows imperial stormtroopers and the inquisitor with two other individuals do you yes. have that image yes so so you talk the about... notes i yeah good I was going to say the notes I have say we see the Inquisitor, Reva, played by Moses Ingram, yes. standing in front of two others. Yes. The one on the right with the circular saber on his back appears to be the fifth brother, yes. possibly played by Fast Nine's Sung Kang. Mm-hmm. And there's another one there, but based on the tails on the back of her head, she's probably not the brother's usual companion, the seventh sister. Yes. This one seems to be new. Fifth brother, seventh sister, also very prominent in the cartoons. Both not good <laughs> so if, do you think this is this the seventh seventh sister or no 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 no. i don't okay. I, the seventh sister looks different than that okay um but what i do want to say is um moses ingram here also clearly playing uh like probably a lower level inquisitor from what it seems like it almost seems like she's appealing to them although i could be wrong i don't know um she is an awesome actor she's in the queen's gambit and she is fucking awesome in that uh, that's the that chess show with yeah. uh, what's her name, um, and she's awesome in that. So it's I'm excited to see her play a, a villain too, uh, because there's some shots in this trailer where she looks not good. Let me ask you. So this is all coming from Gizmodo. This this whole article we're, we're pulling this from. Yeah. So they made sure to call out that they were Imperial stormtroopers. Is that simply because this is in the canon in the chronology of of Star Wars? They're no longer the clone troopers. Now they are the actual stormtroopers. Right. Is that right. why? This okay. is after the foundation of the Empire, after Order sixty six, after all of that. So seems picking up pretty much. Well, I guess a few years after, you know, Order sixty six and the institution of the proper empire if you or empire proper um so they would all be imperial troops at this point and palpatine would have phased out the clone program gotcha okay i was just curious why they kind of specified yep uh all right next image that i'm going to be talking about is a picture of joel edgerton my boy he's returning as uncle owen uh, who is the the person that luke gets left with um and he played the character in the attack of the clones movie as well Right, he did. So he played young Uncle Owen. Uh, excited to see him back. I don't know how much he'll play in it, but there could be some really interesting dynamics between him and um, Obi-Wan uh, because there's hints of dialogue in the original uh, trilogy and then also in the prequel trilogy about <clears throat> some potential uh, you know, friction, if you will, between them and how to protect Luke specifically. So it could be interesting. Um, and also, of course, there's the dynamic there of like he's hiding a force sensitive child. You know what I mean? The offspring of Anakin. Clearly, at this point, Vader um, is on a tirade, essentially. Uh, not specifically related to Luke, 
but to any i mean he there's a whole comic book line where he is i mean he hunts down and eviscerates anyone that is force sensitive that is not him or one of his inquisitors this is like jokerfied vader era and you should be excited for that because it is take the hallway scene that's where we're at but he does that with everything you look at him the wrong way you're dead that's Vader. We love, right. we love to see it. Yeah. <clears throat> and Joel Edgerton is just a phenomenal actor as well, oh, by yeah. the way. Absolutely. He really come into himself over the last couple of years, and he's much bigger of an actor than he was when he was in Attack of the Clones. So Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Really cool that they got him back. Uh, new planet. So in one shot, the Inquisitor is on a new planet called Dayu. Yes. Which has a very Blade Runner vibe. It does. Looks cool. I got for you. It looks, looks cool. cool. Yeah. Looks cool. Uh, and then another screenshot, we see an Imperial officer on world mm-hmm. rather than off world or on a ship mm-hmm. uh, ship lands on a desert planet, which may be Tatooine or maybe not. Uh, and off walks an Imperial officer played by game of Thrones Indira Pharma. Yep. I noticed that immediately she plays, which probably means she's a bigger character because yeah. she, she uh, plays, I forget her character's name in game of Thrones, but essentially a queen in game of Thrones um, of one of the, the kingdoms. Um, and she's not good in that show, and she plays a very good villain, so I'll tell you that right now. Nice. All right, and finally, last thing I have for you is a new droid. Uh, you can't have a new Star Wars show without a new droid, and here we get one. This appears to be a kind of droid we've never seen before, and that Arabesh on the armor reads N-E-D or Ned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello there. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm very, very excited for this show. The trailer got me uh, very hype. The use of the music. Um, oh. And this, I hope it remains focused, right? Which was one of the biggest issues with uh, Boba Fett. Yeah. For me. I hope this remains focused. I hope it is a character study of Obi-Wan at this time. I hope, I would love to see Vader and Obi-Wan doing their thing. I would love to see Maul potentially at some point, too. Um, Why gone, Jin? Well, as a force goes, co- yeah, um, yeah. I'm very, very, very excited for this show, and this is not going to be the Mandalorian. This is not going to be Boba Fett. This is uh, Deborah Chow, and if you've watched her. Uh, what's up, Mythos in the chat? We haven't started talking about Overwatch yet, but we're gonna get there very soon. Um, this is going to be a slow burn comparatively. So. For sure, uh, as I told you, I'm very excited for Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, episode three was my first Star Wars film I ever saw. I saw it in theaters when it first came out, and it was thankfully one of the better of the three. So uh, yeah. I got sucked, like I sucked it off, and I got sucked in. Uh, I'm really excited to see this. This is essentially a sequel to, you know, Revenge of the Sith, which again was my first Star Wars movie. So I'm very excited uh, for that to come out and I'm really looking forward to it. And I hope we see, um, uh, we heard Hayden Christensen's in it. So I hope we see some of him, whether it's burnt up or just like a flashback, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, like we said before, it is Mario Day. What? And here's the only piece of Mario news we got for you. This comes from IGN. Super Nintendo World will open in the U.S. next year. Mm. So Universal Studios Hollywood Park will include a groundbreaking new ride in various interactive areas. Uh, Before that, however, uh, the opening in 2023, Universal will release related merchandise as Mario and Luigi-themed apparel, character hats, and a selection of plush characters, including Yoshi, Mario, Bowser, and Luigi, uh, this will all be stocked at Universal Studio Hollywood. Um, their feature presentation retail store, which will open soon with new Super Nintendo World theming. So this is interesting because we were supposed to go to Super Nintendo World in Japan. We'll be going to. Well, I'm just saying we were supposed to go three years ago. Sure. Two years ago. And COVID, you know. Right. Screwed all that up. Yes. So, I mean, are we going to wait until 2023 and just go to Hollywood? No. I agree. We're going to go to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, Mythos says in the chat, not sure about the Kenobi trailer. I don't know. I think it looked pretty cool. I think so, too. I think the general consensus online is that it 
Yeah. Looks good. I mean, listen, I won't, you know, I'll reserve judgment as with any new Star Wars stuff at this point, but, you know. Gotta be careful. Yeah. Okay, next article, next story for us here. Elden Ring speedrun world record seemingly broken twice in a day. This is insane, especially considering how much time you and I have put into Elden Ring. Yeah. This is crazy. So the Elden Ring world record speedrun was seemingly broken twice in one day with both times clocking in at less than an hour. Yeah, that's Uh, nuts. Yeah, YouTuber... Uh, Lil Aggie published his speedrun yesterday where he rolled credits at 59 minutes and 38 seconds. At the time, it appeared to be a new world record. Uh, that could have n- that could not have been closer, he said at the time. The record only took a few hours to be beaten, however. Distortion 2 on YouTube published his own speedrun where he undercut the previous record by 10 minutes, rolling credits at 49 minutes and 29 seconds. Even more impressive, Distortion 2 claims that it was his first attempt at speedrunning the game and that the category for any percent runs, which is essentially reaching the end by any means, could probably go under 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is crazy because last night I watched, not the whole thing, but uh, somebody posted a like two-hour speedrun of Elden Ring, and I was like, that's nuts, two hours. Now that was a no was a no death run, by the way. So somebody beat mm. Elden Ring in two hours with no deaths, uh, which is impressive. Uh, this is nutty. Yeah, I don't even know. I I don't I don't know. I don't have to know. use. There has to be glitches and exploits used. Oh sure. Uh, and maybe that's why it's any percent because I'm sure there's like spots where like dying leads to you spawning somewhere else or something. Like I'm sure that has something to do with it. But yeah. But it's cool nonetheless. I always enjoy seeing a uh, speed run stuff like this, and people just completely break games. Uh, it's really especially cool. when the game is like ridiculously hard and long. You know. Yeah, it's cool. Like my ween. Uh, Moon Knight Star says the tone of Marvel series is like Fight Club meets Indiana Jones. This is coming from IGN. With Moon Knight's premiere fast approaching, Marvel has just released a brand new behind-the-scenes featurette for the series, showing footage and interview snippets from the cast and crew, including May May Calamari. What do you sounds like Calamari with a, like... Mon Calamari? It sounds like uh, like an uwu Japanese... uh, Uwu? Like, May Kawamari, you know? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the name, but... That actress wow. touched on her experience on the show. Uh, she plays Layla, and she said the series is like Fight Club meets Indiana Jones and is a bit dark at times. Mm. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about the show? Don't know anything about it. Don't care about it. Will <clears throat> not probably be watching it at all. I'm here to tell you, I care. You care? I care a lot, actually. Oscar Isaac is slick as an actor. Love him. He is really cool. Really cool guy. And on top of that, Moon Knight is a very interesting character. If you look him up at all, you'll learn a little bit about him. He's very cool. Yeah, here's the thing, my man. Marvel TV show. Okay? That's Mm -hmm. it. Last several I've watched have been garbage. All right, Sony stops PlayStation sales in Russia. This is coming from Polygon, and this is kind of coming off of another conversation we had last week about the Ukraine-Russian conflict. So if you haven't seen that, I recommend checking out the video and or the podcast episode we released where we talked about that. Uh, but basically, this is breaking news. Sony Interactive Entertainment, Sony uh, SIE, joins the global community in calling for peace in Ukraine, the company said in a statement. We have suspended all software and hardware shipments, the launch of Gran Turismo 7, and operations of the PlayStation Store in Russia, which is huge. Uh, to, su- uh, to support humanitarian aid, Sony Group Corporation announced a $2 million USD donation to the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees and the international NGO Save the Children to support the victims of this tragedy. What do you think? Uh, I'll repeat what I said last week, right? Any humanitarian support, good. Uh, shutting down the uh, internet communications, you know, which this isn't necessarily part of that. Uh, fine, you know, we've because we talked a little bit about the precedent there, you know, of organizations in the past, and then also <clears throat> doing this 
it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's it's doesn't matter. I've seen some clips online, and again, I, I can't vouch for the validity of them because there's so much misinformation out there right now. But mm-hmm. I saw a clip of two clips. One was a guy who stocked his fridge with uh, cheeseburgers from McDonald's because yeah, McDonald's that. is, yeah, apparently they're not selling anything in Russia anymore. Mm-hmm. And then also I saw a store, uh, Victoria's Secret, with, that was so packed in Russia because they're going to stop selling underwear. Yeah. Uh, and that's so. that's ultimately who it hurts, right, is Russian consumer, regular citizens that have nothing to do with this war. Um, and also just at this point it's just more corporate like virtue signaling i hate to say it but like that's what it is and i, I, I whatever it doesn't matter I mean, is the thing this, is it doesn't matter yeah but at this point though josh i do think that there's so much shit that is getting taken away the people of russia are going to start speaking up like dude enough is enough stop what like exactly. Putin, stop you know well, conversely though my man you could also have putin be like Look, look, look whose fault it is. Look what the West is doing to you. Look what all these U.S. companies are doing to you. Look what all these True. Japanese companies are doing to you. You know what I mean? And how much Don't more do they it. take? How much more can they take? How much further in the corner can you back them before it gets even worse? And then when it is World War Three, they hate us and they, they want to kill us. And I'm like, I, so humanitarian stuff, good. That's my official position. <laughs> yep. I hear you. And the $2 million ain't bad. So. Yeah. All right, last story for you. Gotham Knights launches in October. This is coming from Polygon. So Gotham Knights, the open-world Bat Family action RPG from WB Games Montreal, launches October 25th. The studio announced Wednesday morning. This news comes almost one year after Warner Bros. Interactive Entertainment announced that the highly anticipated project had to be delayed a year into 2022. I'm not sold on this game at all. I don't know what it is. I don't care about it. And that's it. You don't know what it is? I don't know what the what is the gameplay? What is the game? I don't know. It's like four player think action RPG where you play as like Night Nightwing, Red Hood, Batgirl, and <clears throat> Robin. And it's like online. And you, like, go around, do missions and, like, stuff. Yeah. I am so uninterested in that. It's not even funny. Yeah. And you telling me what it was? <laughs> Brendan Stubbs in the chat says, no Batman. <laughs> That's my official position. No Batman. Yeah. No, there's no Batman. Yeah. Um. Cool. And the game comes out when? Tomorrow, you said? <laughs> no, October 25th. Ah, so right around the corner. Cool. Yeah, real close. Sounds like uh, Avengers vibes to me. Live service, shitty game. Yeah. But well, I guess we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll see. I'll reserve judgment, but for now, no Batman. No Batman. All right, so here's Brett. the deal. Oh. Here's the deal. We're about to talk about Overwatch 2. We're very close. We have one more thing we have to do before we get to Overwatch 2. Yes. You know what it is? I, I know what it is. It's our sponsorship. Ladies and gentlemen, have to Intel, have to cast. We're sponsored by Dubby, Dubby Energy, Dubby.gg. Dubby was formulated to give you the focus and energy you need with no jitters or crashes. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Neurofactor. There's no calories, there's no sugar, no artificial colors, no fillers, none of the bad stuff, all of the good stuff. It tastes really good. As you can see, we're both drinking it. We both like it. Drinking Galaxy Grenade right now. I got to tell you, we don't make a dollar off of this. We don't even have to do this right now. We don't have to do this. We just do it because we like the product and we can save you money. Now, do we make money if you buy the product? Hey, we we make that 10% that you save, but we don't have to do it. They didn't ask us to do an ad. We're just doing it because we like it. So support a small company, W.GG, use code SLICK. If you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK to save on W. You save 10%, and that 10% supports us and our show. And we appreciate that. But without further ado, Josh, can you please hit the intro to our podcast show so that we may talk about Overwatch 2? What if I just said no? Uh, then I would just do this.
that would be our intro. Overwatch 2. Big news dropped today. Beta starts in April, and PvE, the pinnacle of what they've been advertising Overwatch 2 as, being different on, from all the way back 18 years ago when this game was announced, is being decoupled from PvP to quote-unquote get PvP in players' hands quicker. Yeah. So Brett Blizzard has shared new details uh, regarding its plans for Overwatch 2, which include getting the PvP component of the shooter into players' hands while it continues to work on the PvE side of things. That will begin with a closed alpha today, time of recording this, so March 10th, followed by a closed beta starting in April. Brett. Game director Aaron Keller, no longer Jeff of the Overwatch team because he left because Blizzard blows, shared the information as part of a new developer update video. He said or the main takeaways, rather, from from it, are that the uh, they are, quote-unquote, decoupling PvP and PvE, which we talked about. And Keller also said, quote, uh, they, they're doing this to, quote, get new PvP content into your hands sooner while we continue to work on PvE. <laughs> End quote. So, let's talk about this in two stages, right? Mm-hmm. Let's first talk about the decoupling part. And then I want to give you some information about the beta specifically, and then we can talk about that. Can I talk about something before we do that? Sure. <clears throat> so one of the things he mentions, uh, Aaron Keller, is that he, 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 not only he, the Overwatch team. Right, which no sorry, longer includes Jeff. Which no longer includes Jeff. Right. They are very sorry because they know that they oh. have been really bad at communicating. Oh, they're sorry. And they said that we deserve you know, constant communication and updates, and that's what they're going to provide moving forward. So this is a step in the right direction. And this might be Xbox saying, yo, you need to do your thing, yo, because we got to make money on this. They're sorry. They're sorry. Oh, well, everything. And that's why they're doing this. Oh, well, everything's fine then, Brett. They're sorry. Everything's totally fine then, because they're sorry. Shove it. I feel like you're about to go sicko mode on me. Shove it. They're sorry. You're fucking sorry? This game was announced a decade ago, dude. Fucking literally 42 years ago. What the fuck have you been doing? Abusing your workers? Fucking raping women? Fucking not knowing what the fuck is going on Whoa. inside and out? What? Whoa. And you're sorry? FBI, open up! <laughs> and you're Whoa. And you're sorry? Whoa! And you're sorry? No, I'm sorry. I'm fucking sorry. I'm sorry that you're fucking even still making this game. Why? Who wants it? You still want it? Because I don't. I do. I do, yeah. Wrong. This game should have came out 20 years ago. I have an audio clip from Aaron Keller from the video if you want to hear it. Sure. I will lick you till you come. Very weird. I don't know why he would say that, but... uh, Very weird. (laughs) Aaron Keller, uh, not looking good for him, uh... I, I just part of I don't under, first of all, right? This is now the worst case scenario, right? Is that you are literally just doing an update for the game. Yeah, it's you, just you're just yeah. doing an update for Overwatch. Right? Much, That's yeah. what you're doing. There's okay? going to be new content. Sure, in an update. Four new maps they said, right? Oh, let's look at what the what the what the new game entails. New push game mood, four new maps. Oh, new hold, hero, on, hold on, hold on. New hero, reworks of various heroes and now no. the 5v5 feature, dude. No. Cool. Hold on. That's not what the, the game's going to have. That's what the beta will yeah. have. Guess what? Calm down. Nice update, dude. 
Dude, Josh, you're going sicko mode. You need to chill. Nice. You update, need to calm dude. it down. Cool. This isn't the full. That's not the full game. I don't care. That's what's in the beta. Cool. And seven years for a massive update. I love it. So the cool thing is that, you know, we are still going to be able to play with Overwatch 1 players. But that right. also... In the update for Overwatch 1. And then, isn't there... Do I remember correctly? And maybe someone in our chat could help me out here if, you, if there's anyone there right now. Did they say that Overwatch 1 players will be able to play Overwatch 2 for free? And then the PvE will come as DLC or something like a. So it says when it does arrive, the full game, the PvP mode will integrate with that of the first game, allowing Overwatch 1 players to use new heroes and play on new maps. It Hold sounds on. like they'll just be able to play. It doesn't sound like they'll get the content necessarily. Okay. So essentially it is free because it's just Overwatch 1. But with updates, we don't know what the hell is going on, dude. Oh, okay, here we go. It was always the plan for Overwatch 2's new modes, maps, and heroes to come to the original game as a free update. Man, they announced this game th almost three years ago. Yeah. What a fucking mistake. And listen, there's no doubt that everything that's happening with Blizzard and Activision, you know, oh, over the years have sure. impacted that, right? For sure. They lost Jeff. They got well, bought by Microsoft. They lost a lot of people because their company fucking blows and they yeah. can't get a game out the door. Their pipeline is broken. It's leaky. And they couldn't stop our wording, dude. I just, I, I, I really don't know what they're doing. To me, this seems like such a... First of all, it was a terrible idea to announce it so early. Yeah. Right? Second of all, it's a terrible idea to decouple these things. You're just coming out with a glorified big update, right? Yeah, go ahead and continue. So basically, if for those that are jo just joining us now, like Josh said, they're taking Overwatch 2, they're separating the PvP, which is the online multiplayer game that you know and love from Overwatch, and the new PvE stuff, which is the more single-player, story-based co-op, you know, Get, like story mode basically they're taking them and they're releasing them separately now so we're going to be able to get overwatch 2 sooner but it's just going to be overwatch but with new characters maps you know basically all the shit right. that they should have been the, releasing and the, over and the, the years and anyway the 5v5 rework yeah right? exactly which again is fine but those all seem like like you just said are they could have been updates over the years it's like one yeah. big update and to me personally the biggest draw was that they were basically creating a campaign right with all of these different things which they experimented skill with skill trees in overwatch one and it's like so i understand wanting to get it out sooner right and maybe they have to at this point i, I don't know but to me right here, here's how you fix things right you come out and you say hey we have some problems we acknowledged that we we announced this game way too soon but to make sure you guys get the best product that we can possibly deliver. We need to go away for a while and fucking finish this game and then release it to you when it's done. Mm -hmm. Because the cat's out of the bag. And this piecemeal bullshit like Halo did, uh-uh. I ain't on board with it. I don't yeah. fucking like it. Go away and finish your game and release it when it's done. Well, we'll have to see how they end up releasing it, right? If it's if it's free to play, the multiplayer, and then they release it as it an It better update. be free to play because I ain't fucking paying a dime. Or maybe it'll be on Game Pass. It's owned by Microsoft now, right? So I ain't giving them a dime. Uh, I'm not playing playing it on Xbox, but uh, yeah, I, I just don't. There's so much. It's weird, but I I'm happy because they're finally going to start talking and they're going to start you know communicating with the community. They're going to start you know releasing these betas, which an open beta is coming, and I did sign up for it so we could try it out. Uh, I just think this is good for us because we're getting something, but it's a shame because the main draw that separated this from Overwatch 1 is now going to be delayed. I'm full joker so. mode. I don't want anything. I Sicko never want mode. the game to come out, dude. Um, speaking of, so the the April beta is a closed beta, like you mentioned. You can sign up now on their website to request access to it. It seems that access is going to come in waves, uh, according to GameSpot. Uh, you know, So they might do blocks of things like that. That starts in April, so make sure you sign up for that. Um, uh, 
uh, we talked about some of the details uh, in the beta, right? The push mode, the new maps, the new hero, the reworks, the 5v5 game mode, gameplay. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have for you on this. I just, I don't, I don't fucking care. It's frustrating, but also I'm happy because we're finally getting something, dude. I've been thirsty. I've been wanting to play Overwatch for a while now, so. Thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? Yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about some good news, some good stuff. Let's talk about some feel-good feel good stuff going on. Uh, we've mentioned a couple of times already in this episode and a lot in last episode of Hapticast. But, uh, you know, there is a huge conflict right now happening in the Ukraine. Russia and Ukraine are uh, at war. And the people there are in Ukraine are suffering, and it, it really sucks. And we've talked about what you can do to support these people in a positive way to make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't agree with all the things that these, you know, major corporations are doing. But I think this, what we're about to talk about right now, will help a lot. Yeah. And not only that, but it's a great value for gamers mm -hmm. and it adds a little bit of value to your donation as well. So go ahead and, and give yeah. me the deets here. So good for gamers, good for humanitarian stuff. So basically, itch.io hopped on to this, right? And they created a bundle, as they often do for things, uh, that includes more than 700 game developers and nearly 1,000 games put together in a bundle for $10 yeah, dude. on itch.io. $10 over a thousand games okay um and this is supporting two uh charities uh, aiding civilians uh you know in the ukraine crisis okay uh those charities are the international medical course which provides medical assistance in the region um and they have a describe here they have a very low fundraising overhead with 89 percent of the donations going to medical aid and 10 percent to administration um and then there's the voices of children which is a ukraine organization that helps children cope with what is going on right now ptsd you know readjusting to school getting them back in school um providing them supplies things like that and that's a grassroots ukrainian um organization so that's all great right but what you get brett is all of these over a thousand games which are drm free okay and this is going to be available until friday march 18th now you Week. might be yeah you might be asking what do i get in it well, well, a lot. <laughs> and want, not everything's good, but... You want to highlight some of this? Yeah, I will. So I want to. I just want to say, like, yeah, if you look at it, there's not a lot of of greatness, but there... Well, that's a lot. There's a lot of greatness here, but there are some shovelware games that, you know, are just smaller indie games that you might not have ever played. Mm -hmm. But this is a good way for you to discover those indie games that we talk about all the time here in this segment and just try them out and see what sticks, right? Uh the big ones that are being highlighted are uh, last year's Skatebird, which is like Tony Hawk, but you play as a little bird. Mm -hmm. uh, Kingdom Two Crowns, uh, the outstanding puzzle game, Baba Is You, 2018's award-winning platformer, Celeste, and indie mainstay, Super Hexagon and Super Hot, which is one of my favorite games I've ever played. Yeah. So you get that you also get um so of these nearly 1000 products more than 600 have never been in a bundle before on itch.io and several prominent developers uh they say uh, signed up for itch.io which is mainly you know for indie games game jam stuff like getting it out that way specifically to be in this bundle which is really cool uh and they say there's something for everyone so almost 600 digital video games 300 tabletop games dozens of asset packs books comics soundtracks music uh, and a host of other products uh as well in there um and then just i want to read this little statement from itch uh they say quote the people of ukraine are under attack as game developers want to create new worlds not destroy the one that we have that's why we've banded together to present this charity bundle to help ukrainians survive this ordeal and thrive after the war ends this cause has resonated with creators around the globe to the extent that our bundle contains almost like i said a thousand games tabletop rpgs books etc end quote so yeah uh, also of note they have a what is this a four million dollar fundraising goal and they're at just under 3.7 million right now so uh you know ten dollars is the minimum but you could always give more you know if you want to or if you can um but you know do what you can i'll obviously leave links for this in in the description uh, as well but 
any other kind of closing thoughts on this, Brett? Yeah, I think that this is really awesome of of itch.io to do this. And I think that uh, I'm going to actually, I'm going to support this when I, when I'm done the podcast, I haven't actually bought it yet, but yeah, I did the uh, other night when you sent it to me because it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's 10 bucks. And I mean, a thousand games, come on, man, 10 bucks, a thousand different things to download and play DRM free, which good or a bad thing. You know, some people like their games all in one place, like on steam. But mm-hmm. what this means is you'll actually be able to download them directly from itch.io and just launch them. We don't need a launcher like steam or Epic or anything. Right. So that's really cool. Uh, Word of word to the wise, you're going to have to claim all of them after you buy this. Right. So there is a someone made a thing you could get or some program you can run that claims all the games for you automatically. But yeah, man, this is really cool. This is a really good way to support the Ukraine right now and everything that they're going through. You have to remember, not only do they need funding right now to support them, the people that are home, like homeless, they're without homes, not in their home country, right? right. To support them now. But there's also a going to be a major effort after the war is over to rebuild that country right. or what's left of that country and anything we could do right now to you know help them in terms of monetary value uh is great so consider that you know they're they have a lot of money already just for this one charity push by itself how, how much did you say almost 3.7 3. million 4 billion is their goal yeah, yeah, we're it's almost there. So you know, let's make this happen. It, this is just one charity organization or two charity organizations through itch. I can't even imagine how much money other charities are, are raising oh, as well. So sure, yeah, this is fantastic. This is great. But yeah, so if you're you're a gamer, this is a good way. And you're like, well, what do I? What can I do to to help without you know focusing on like the militaristic aspect of it? Well, this is this is it. And as a gamer, you get a bunch of stuff in return. So very cool. Shout out to the game studios, by the way, as well. We didn't really give them credit, but I yeah. mean, putting your games in a bundle like this is... Yeah. Uh, They're taking no money off of this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really, really cool. So Very yeah, cool. itch.io bundle for Ukraine. Check it out. Links will be in the description. All right. is, is that Taco Bell? It was Taco Bell, yes. Don't get me started now. <sighs> Don't get me started now with taco bell my man i love taco bell yes sir so brett any closing final thoughts before we wrap up for the evening yeah um thanks for watching i appreciate everyone that watches our podcast on all the platforms been doing this for quite a few years at this point and it doesn't get old uh it may be only episode 65, but I'll tell you what, there was probably almost 100 before this one. We rebooted the whole series, so. Yeah. Uh, You're sure to say years. welcome to the end. Is there something playing? Yes. Way louder. Uh, Uwu Lover just subscribed, so thank you. Oh, thank you, Uwu Lover. Uwu. Very um, cool. Does your shirt say welcome? Did your shirt say welcome to the internet on it? Yeah, it's a pulse. Oh, okay. I was like, why does your shirt say welcome to the internet on it? Oh, it's our new merch. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I wish. You're kidding me. Speaking of, we do have merch. We do have merch. You can go to our website, uh, hapthegintel.com. Link is in the uh, description of our video on YouTube. This is not even one of our shirts. This is a... Can you see that? I... Yep. Is that the uh, it's, uh Shutter Leonardo Island. DiCaprio? Shutter yeah. Island, yeah. Shutter Island uh, Rocking Fountain shirt. Very cool. Back when they still had nice quality shirts. Oh my god, they still do have nice quality shirts. I just bought one myself, actually. So, make you sure you, you like... Make, make you sure you... Make sure you like, make sure you comment, make sure you subscribe like Uwu did. Make sure you share it with your friends. Follow us on all our socials. Links are in the description. Uh, yeah, follow always, us on Twitter. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. We we are very active on Twitter, and we yes, would love some we both some are. people to interact. Now, you know? if you're tired of Elden Ring content, you might not want to look at my tweets for the last couple of days because it's all Elden Ring stuff. So I apologize there. I will eventually get over it. Um, you know, once it's crowned Game of the Year in December uh, by Jeff Keighley, uh, and then then that'll be the end of it. But until then, you're gonna keep hearing about it. So that's fair. Anyway. Well, do all that stuff. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for watching, uh, whether live or on playback. And until next time, 
How many people do you think actually know that song? Anyone? Two. Me and you. <laughs> I'll lick you till you come. Yeah, not a lot of people know that one. Such a good song, though. This is a certified hood classic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what people? How people would know it, though? Unclaimed baggage. That's right. If they watched Unclaimed Baggage, our series, YouTube where, video, yeah, yeah, which we're working on another one right now of. So. Wow.